you have more incentive to continue when you see like what you've done but if you don't have that resource or it's just an overwhelming thing that you don't have access to mm. start with what you have and yeah. just continue to grow yeah literally i'm not gonna lie as you're talking i'm thinking through everything you're saying my heart is starting to race because that's a scary scenario to be in because their business could completely tank based off of them having the wrong data a lot mm. of people would expect that you don't know how to communicate clearly just because of your name mm -hmm. or expect you to underperform the stereotypes. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge, which is not true. There is a bias when someone hears an uh, engineer, we'll say a software engineer, and then they hear an Indian accent. It's like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. Exactly. They're Indian. All right, y'all, look, we have a lot of different conversations. Conversations surrounding what it's like being a woman in tech, what it's like being a black woman in tech, what it's like being uh, a person in tech that maybe you aren't even originally from America. We have all these different conversations. We also talk about networking at different tech events. Well, guess what? The guest that we have today is someone that actually encompasses all of those different pieces that I just mentioned. Uh, we were able to uh, actually connect last year at Afrotech, which is an incredible, incredible experience. You all know I talk a lot about networking to different tech events, you know, whether you're talking about getting a job in tech, scaling in tech, building connections and relationships. Uh, but the opportunity we have before you today is someone who not only did I meet them at Afrotech, but I've been able to watch her online for a while, give a lot of different gems and nuggets with helping people be able to break into the industry, scale in the industry, and drop some nuggets as a founder of her own company. So look, y'all, this is gonna be an incredible conversation. You wanna make sure you stick around to the end because they're gonna be dropping some nuggets about their business as well as a tech conference that you do not want to miss out on. But as always, we got to put some respect on our guest's name by making sure we read off her bio so that way you know who you're dealing with. So our guest today, Nello, is a data enthusiast with a solid industry specialization in data analytics. She enjoys providing data-driven solutions and valuable insights to a technical and non-technical audience, which she does via her social media platforms, Nello Techie. She is also the founder of Techland, a startup that offers data analytics and engineering solutions. Everybody, get ready, brace yourselves. Give a round of applause, clapping emojis, tap your steering wheel, all that good stuff for our guest today, Abiri or Nello. Thank you so much for being on Tech is the New Black. I'm happy to be here, I'm super excited. Hey, I'm super excited to have you. So look, uh, a lot's happened in the past year since we met. We met about a year ago at Afrotech. Mm -hmm. uh, please tell me, what have you been working on since then? Um, I think the most significant thing will be like Techlin, which mm -hmm. is like um, our startup. Um, and just to like talk about it a little bit more, what we do is data analytics solutions and engineering. Um, so pretty much helping not just people learn this tech skills, yeah. but I've also noticed that a lot of small to mid-sized businesses don't cannot afford to leverage analytics, right? Mm. So one of the things that we also provide is like consultancy for like small to mid-sized businesses. Yeah. Alongside like teaching people who want to actually like break into like analytics roles, data engineering roles and things like that. So that is fire. So Okay, I'm not gonna lie. We we actually probably need something like that. Like so, so you work with small to medium sized businesses, which is dope. That means those of y'all that have like startups, and you know, and you're trying to, you don't know like how to actually track your analytics. And and analytics goes beyond just looking at like your 
things like your your LinkedIn, your LinkedIn metrics or your Instagram metrics. It goes right. much deeper than that. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about like what that looks like and how people can can how leveraging that information can impact their business in a huge way. But when you started the business, like, did you start out like did you have like a whole team? Did you start out like with like a, a website? Like, what did it look like? Like, How did you start it? Um, it was pretty much just from people reaching out on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so originally I was a content creator. I used to talk about tech on Instagram and then people would send DMs saying, Hey, like I wanna learn more about data analytics. Do you yeah. have like a course? Do you have a class? Like mm-hmm. and then we started with like a WhatsApp group. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Y'all started with a WhatsApp group? Yeah, we started with a WhatsApp group and then we you know, would have like Zoom calls every yeah. weekend and just continue to grow from there. Okay, so are is it still a WhatsApp group or what does it look like no, now? No, we have like a whole Slack channel. We have we have more structure now. Oh, so y'all upgraded. <laughs> yeah, we've upgraded. No. <laughs> the, the reason why I'm, I'm reacting like this, I love it so much because, like I, I love it because too often, and I mean, let, let me know how you feel about this. I think many times we, we are having a conversation, not about this, but about something similar before we started recording. Many times people, before they start something, they want to, like a lot of people will be like, I wouldn't start on WhatsApp. I have to wait until I have a website. I have this, I have right. that. What do you say to people who are waiting to waiting until they have all the pieces together before they get started? Because I mean, y'all started at WhatsApp and since then y'all... I mean, WhatsApp, Zoom, and now y'all have scaled. Right. So what would you say to someone that would feel that they have to have all the pieces together or it has to be perfect before they get started? The reason why I didn't want to do that was just the overwhelm, right? So I think there's more, like, you have more incentive to continue when you see, like, what you've done, right? Mm. So if you start on WhatsApp, okay, I have WhatsApp now, then you can do something else, right? Then you can do another thing. True. Right? But if you wait and... I don't think it works for everyone. Some people want that perfection. They want to start out like as a strong brand, which yeah. works as well, right? But if you don't have that resource or it's just an overwhelming thing that you don't have access to, mm-hmm. I would say start with what you have and yeah. just continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it was dope. A lot of people that are starting businesses today that aren't familiar with the tech industry, many of them aren't familiar with things like what's called like the lean startup model, where, right. you know, or MVP, you know, minimum viable product, where instead of waiting until you have everything built out, I mean, even with Tech is a New Black, when we first started, like a lot of people, like, so we're a year old this month. Mm. And, but realistically, we actually started February of last year when I was going live on Instagram. Right. That was like our, our beta test was really me going live and me having guests join me on my live that were in tech, me interviewing them. And then being able to see, okay, what questions do people want to ask? What do people care about? Are people actually interested in this? Right. And then then after a while, we we started the podcast. So it's funny, people see the podcast and all the podcasts, you know, realistically, we started before we started the podcast. Right. So it right. like all the pieces, and it was crazy. I didn't even think of it that way until you just mentioned it. And I'm like, dang, that's literally what we did. It's kind of right. the same thing. Right. Yo, I love it. I'm, I'm excited. This is dope. Those of y'all, make sure you you, you start your business before you have Actually, all the pieces together. But, I agree with that. But I love how you didn't stay on WhatsApp and Zoom. Y'all still continue to build pieces and stuff. So I love it. I'm excited. It's a lot, a lot y'all gonna learn today uh, from this episode. So, yo, so for everybody that's interested, and what this guest is talking about and you will love a similar career 
I suggest you check out Course Careers Bootcamp. Course Careers is a bootcamp that I have been partnered with for well over a year now, and they have helped more people break into tech, I'll be honest, than any other bootcamp that I've personally seen. So look, Course Careers is only 500 bucks, that's it. But if you use our discount code, Cyrus50, you'll get an additional $50 off, so that way all you pay is actually $449. That's it, no additional price later, no extra cost, extra fees, that's it with the price for Course Careers. Now, they're a self-paced boot camp that you can take and be able to get a variety of different roles in tech. So make sure you check them out. Use our link below in that discount code if you want an additional $50 off and keep us posted on your journey breaking into tech. Now, what exactly does a data scientist do and how did, how did you get started in your career? I am what you call a generalist. So I've, I have a very unconventional career path. Okay. Um, and I think it's just because I long term, I think that... I am naturally like a very curious person. I like to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I can get bored really easily. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to like do the next thing, you know, okay, mm -hmm. what next? What ne what's next? Yeah. Um, so my, my career has been very unconventional. Um, but I started out, my degree is actually in computer science. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had an advantage. I will say that. Yeah. Um, however, my degree is from my home country. Uh, when I got here, I didn't really think that I wanted to like work in tech. Okay. Um, I already knew how to code, I, or at least had some knowledge. Uh, I just thought I wanted to do something else. Right. Yeah. I wanted to like maybe start a business or you know something like that. And then I started to like see the salaries for people who worked in tech. Mm, you saw that money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have a degree in computer science. Why am I not like using my degree? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna use my degree. And then I decided what I wanted to do, which was data analytics. And then I took like a couple of courses just to like brush up on analytics. Yeah. Uh, because computer science is different from analytics. Yeah. So just because you have a CS degree does not necessarily mean that you understand analytics. Like that's a different okay. Part of computer science, right? Okay. So I took a couple of courses. I used Coursera. I used Udemy. All the courses that I tell people about, yeah. I leveraged those courses. That's fire. Uh, because I, you know, brushed up on analytics. And then I started applying for jobs. I obviously, like, worked on my resume and all that stuff as well. Yeah, that's fire. So what exactly is, what does a data scientist do? So a data scientist, and it's very subjective to the company that's mm -hmm. what i would say okay. um, every company is different a data scientist at amazon might do something different from a data scientist at um, microsoft yeah right um a data scientist's primary responsibility like really high level would be to provide advanced analytics solutions so maybe the company is trying to do like marketing analytics to try to forecast basically um their sales or whatever mm -hmm. uh, and then you're the person who is doing like the a b testing you know like um experimenting and saying hey we should push this product we shouldn't push this product this yeah. wouldn't perform well this will perform well mm -hmm. you're helping them leverage advanced analytics and when i say advanced i'm talking about like machine learning a b testing all that good stuff statistics yeah. to make decisions okay right now that's different by company, differs by company. Mm -hmm. uh, when I worked as a data scientist, my role primarily was to help them make um, get their analytics um, their analytics together because they didn't even have, so they brought me on as a data scientist okay. and this is why there's so much 
like every influencer has a different perspective when you talk to everybody because okay. it depends on like what your journey has been right and mm-hmm. the company that you worked for um my experience with data scientists they brought me on to help them basically make decisions on what um it was for i don't want to call the company but it was for they had they worked it was in the energy industry okay. right so we're trying to decide on what um we're trying to decide on what hardware like what tool yeah is going to deprecate and what we should um invest in what we should maintain mm-hmm. right okay so they want like maintenance obviously is expensive mm-hmm. so they want to like be able to tell this transformer is deprecating we need to maintain it um mm-hmm. so that we don't have to like pay more when it deprecates okay you know so basically preventive um basically trying to prevent the assets from deprecating okay yeah so but, so by deprecating you mean like prevent it from from breaking down from breaking down yeah okay cool um but the problem was that their data the data that they wanted to do the analytics on the advanced analytics on they didn't have the right data oh so my God. first we needed to do a ton of engineering to mm-hmm. get them to where we can actually even do the forecasting or whatever advanced analytics okay. on their data. So right? when, you, when you say a lot of engineering had to happen just in order to even get the accurate data. Exactly. What are you talking like physical and uh, physical engineering or are you saying like software engineering, like code? Um, data engineering, which is okay, code. Okay, data engineering. Right. Okay, cool. Which is yeah. code. So basically well. code that could better read what was going on so that way it could provide data so that way the data analytics or data analysts could look at the data to make a proper projection. Right. Okay. But cool. it wasn't just data analysts. We wanted to do advanced analytics with the data. Okay. We wanted to be able to make predictions on okay, this asset is going to deprecate. We need to start. Um, we need to start preparing a budget to fix this. Yeah. Right. Based off of like the live, so many other like. Uh, parameters and I don't want to get into too technical yeah. uh, but that was the, the, the problem right that it wanted yeah. the data scientists to solve but we had the issue of not even having the right data right so oh, you're man. in this role it would take them six months to get the data to yeah. where you can actually even do a, your job and then you end up maybe having to do even the engineering work or just any other thing, you know? So yeah. it's very subjective when it comes to, like, data science. Man, this is so crazy. Like, look, I, I'm literally, I'm not going to lie. As you're talking, I'm thinking through everything you're saying. My heart is starting to race because I, I, I want to make sure everybody's, like, because I, I, so, so I put y'all kind of in my mind. My heart is racing as I'm hearing you say this because I'm thinking, okay, as if I was the business owner, I'm putting myself in their shoes. If I was the business owner, executives, whoever, that's a scary scenario to be in because, their business could completely tank based off of them having the wrong data. Right. And them making decisions based off the wrong data would lead to them making poor investment, would lead to them making poor business decision in terms of the direction that they were going to go in. And then which means they would literally be it's almost like them burning their money and them tanking their business because they're making decisions based off of the wrong data. So it shows um, how powerful being a data scientist is where it's crazy. That's so powerful to where you can look at the data. First, you can say, hey, 
y'all don't have data or you don't have proper data, these are the tweaks that you need to make so that way you can get data. But right. also, this is how you can make informed decisions based on the data that can save your business. Right. That's why my heart was racing. I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, that's incredible. Well, I, I get what you're saying, but just so that we're clear. Okay, cl- clear me up. Clear me up. <laughs> just so that we're clear, the situation was a bit different. We were trying to get to the point where they could actually make the decision. Okay. So they were not making any decisions before they brought the data science team Okay, on, cool. Right? So they brought us on, but we had to do a bunch of other things so we could make the decision. Okay. So when you talk about like a data sciences experience, it would differ by the company. Yeah. It depends on like the size of the company, mm-hmm. like what kind of problems they're trying to solve. Yeah. You know, it just really differs by company. That's fire. It's 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 so interesting how vast this industry is. I mean, if we want to say the tech industry or even just doing tech jobs in general, because like people come to me and they're like, Oh, I, I wanna I wanna do cybersecurity. And I'll ask them what job in cybersecurity, because right. that's a whole sub industry. Or they'll say, hey, I want to do tech sales. And I'm like, okay, what in tech sales? Because right. that's a whole sub-industry. Right. And same thing with data. Hey, people are like, hey, I, I want to I wanna do data. I want to be in data. And I'm like, what do you want to do? Exactly. And, but, but, then, but then it goes more granular. It's not even what do you want to do. Okay, you want to be a data scientist. Okay, maybe what kind of data scientist? Exactly. Maybe what kind of company? Mm-hmm. And so it's really granular. And this isn't anything for people to get overwhelmed, but it's more so how cool it is where it's like the, the possibilities are uh, endless. endless. Yeah, that's incredible. Looking for a job in tech can be tricky, but what if there's a way to automate the entire process? That's where Octoply.ai comes in. See, this software does all the work it takes for you to get hired from researching companies to scheduling interviews, and all you have to do is just show up. Octoply.ai is the first application of its kind that will find jobs that your top applicant for, apply to roles, reformat your resume, and manages interviews all while you sleep. So if you're tired of the tedious job search, try Octoply.ai today and let technology work for you. So you're from uh, you're from Nigeria. Yeah. And specifically, I, for, I forget which part of Nigeria you said that you are from. I know that you are uh, Igbo. I'm Igbo. Okay. Shouts out, shouts out to the Igbo people. Let us know in the comments, all y'all that are from Nigeria, uh, what you are, whether you're Igbo, Niger, uh, what is it? What Yoruba. is uh, Yeah, what is it? Yoruba. Shouts out to all all of our people from from Nigeria. Got a lot of love for the Nigerian community. Uh, so, what was your what was your experience like growing up in Nigeria? And then, I mean, you transitioned. I just found out you've been in America since 2016. I was like, man, fully. I, like fully, because you you had vacationed here before. What has your so one? What was your experience like growing up in Nigeria? And then what has the transition been like since being here in America? I mean, being here, what, seven years now? Yeah. Like, what has that been like? What specifically do you want me to talk about? Because, I mean, everything is kind of like, there are things that are really similar, and then there are things that are very different. Yeah, right? I mean, let's talk about the differences. Like, what, so when you so when you moved here, because it's one thing to, to vacation and visit a place. Like, I right. was vacationing in Miami a lot. I just recently, recently moved to Miami. Living there, it's like, ah, oh, this is different than vacationing here. Right. So what is different, like actually living here the past seven years in America, what is different about America in some ways that it's caused challenges in like whether your career or just even you in life? Challenges you've had to overcome. Um, challenges is number one, the stereotypes, I would say. A lot mm. of people would expect 
maybe that you don't know how to communicate clearly just because of your name mm-hmm. or like um expect you to underperform um you know just the stereotypes yeah um i think that's the biggest challenge which is not true um i think we can see a bunch of like nigerians who are like even bonnie in africa doing really amazing things i mean Nigerians like (laughs) killing it like crushing it yeah right so that's the biggest i think you have to work twice as hard i know black people who say that they have to like prove themselves yeah uh, but i think we have to prove our, ourselves even twice as hard as you guys i know I, I do believe that no i believe <laughs> it entirely because once someone there is a bias when people and this has been proven when people like when someone hears and i mean let's let's be real you know and i mean we we, we love all people right but there are certain biases when someone hears a uh engineer we'll say a software engineer and then they hear an indian accent it's like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. They're exactly. Indian. Or an Asian accent. Or they see that the person's Indian or Asian. It's like, oh, they know what they're talking about. But then there's a different bias when someone, like you mentioned, first when they hear, oh, or they, they tell this person's black. It's like a slight bias. Mm. But then there's a deeper bias when it's like, oh, this person is Nigerian. Or right. they have a, they have a African native accent. Exactly. And that's a bias people have to overcome. But in reality, what's crazy about that, like you mentioned, like all my life, especially my adult life, I have every most times I've seen Nigerians or Liberians or whoever, they are like doctors, engineers, like they are like they are crushing it. Mm. And so, like, really, like, truly thought leaders. And so, it's so interesting how most of the examples we actually see that I've seen are leaders, nevertheless, there's still that bias that's there yeah and so that's really interesting and so man yeah yeah so i, I so so that's been a challenge that you had to overcome mm-hmm. how have you how have you overcame that um i think working extra hard obviously yeah. and um just again i think about the fact that with everything i do i'm trying to set a precedence for whoever's going to come after me mm-hmm. or whoever nigerian yes. immigrant's going to move here you want to like i think with, with my first job they gave me a chance, I believe, because there was a Nigerian on my team mm-hmm. who was doing really well, right? And so yeah. he recommended me. So yeah, that she's gonna do okay. And when they brought me on, I tried to like just make sure that I overperformed as well, yeah. right? And so one thing that I always think about was like, yeah, I have to keep the door open for other people, yes, right? That's true. So keep just keep doing my best and putting out the best work that I can. Yeah, no, that's that's a really beautiful thing. Uh, that's a really beautiful thing. I hope that this, uh, uh, for everybody listening, you know, whether you're from Nigeria, any parts of Africa, just other parts of the world, because obviously, even as we talk about certain privileges there, I've realized, I didn't truly realize until after getting in tech, and then, you know, I talked, a lot of black people are like, oh man, it's, it's you know, they're fearful of getting in tech, they're fearful if they're not going to have an opportunity, but I didn't truly realize until after getting in tech and seeing so many of my followers they don't live in America, where many of them are asking for different opportunities and ways to get in tech, that I realized how privileged Americans are. Right. And I was like, man, we're so we're so privileged and so blessed, really, to be able to uh, to be able to have the opportunities that we have here. And many times we shouldn't take these things for granted. And so I hope that this conversation, even the, the nuggets and things you've dropped so far, I'm sure it'll resonate with a lot of different people that are that are new to America, that are looking to get into tech. 
and that are many of them are kind of facing some of the same like challenges, same fears, same thoughts. Uh, I definitely hope that y'all are like listening to what she's sharing and listen to the interview. So that way you can become both inspired as well as educated and realize, hey, she can relate to some of the things that you're experiencing. So so thank you for opening up about that, uh, sharing that, uh, sharing those different pieces. All right. So we got to go ahead and jump into this. So. You are a successful woman in tech, not even just a successful woman in tech. You are, I mean, you you have a a growing brand. You're a a founder of a very necessary business. Um, I I love that your business is is geared towards uh, small to medium size. Uh, We definitely might need to tap in uh, with your business and services. But I'm curious, what is your dating experience like as a successful woman in tech? And also, do you have any pressures from family or society or people just happy just watching you do your thing um obviously there's always going to be pressure i'm african so they want you to like make babies (laughs) (laughs) you know um but my family is pretty open-minded i'm blessed to have like uh, my parents are very like open-minded i think um over the last year or Mm -hmm. not last year maybe last decade um Africans are beginning to like become more open-minded and just yeah. like embrace like women who don't want to have kids. Not saying that I don't want to, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of like the pressure from family, I don't have that. Yeah, wow, My that's parents, incredible. Yeah, they just want me to be happy, and yeah. whenever I do decide to get married and have kids, they're gonna be they're gonna support me. So yeah, yeah that is fire. That's that's really good. Have, so where are you at right now? Like, are you, and, and I'm asking this because there might be a few dudes in the comments that might be pretty interested. Are you <laughs> dating? Are you open to dating? Um, like, where is that at? Can I not comment? <laughs> can oh, I not say okay, no comment. about that? Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Totally respect it. Hey, y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. In the past eight years, you have worked for six different tech companies, which is incredible. You are a startup founder, as we talked about, and also, I mean, you are influencer. You've been doing a lot of incredible things. Where do you get your confidence, your drive from, and how do you think others can learn from you with the things that you've learned? Um, like I said, with me, it was always about just wanting to fulfill my curiosity. Like I said, mm-hmm. I have a very unconventional 
um, career path. I'm a generalist, right? So yeah. I come in, I try to solve the problem. That's what I do. Um, I've done data engineering. I've done data analytics. I've kind of dabbled mm -hmm. in the data world, but I've kind of like dabbled across like multiple roles. Um, and I think the reason why I moved companies so much was because not every single role provided me what I wanted. And also I knew that I had to job hop to increase my salary, mm -hmm. right? If I felt, I felt like, oh, I wanted to do engineering, I wanted to experience engineering. If an engineering opportunity came up, I would take the opportunity, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not saying that it's the best thing to do, I do recommend like, I talk to people and I recommend, hey, stay with the company for two two years before you move to another company. Yeah. Um, you know, build some relationships. Don't mm -hmm. just, you know, I definitely made some mistakes because I didn't have any guidance. Yeah. Um, and I, I job hopped a lot, when mm -hmm. I, you know, in my career. And another reason why I was able to do that was because there was an incredible demand for people who had my skills. Yeah, yeah, especially in the past few years, there was a huge boom. Yeah, it yes. only makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so I was able to kind of navigate... Um, so many companies because yeah. I wouldn't get my phone will be blowing up <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? Hey, we're looking for someone you know and things like that so I had that I recognize that it's a privilege it no longer exists I think the industry mm -hmm. the job market is not as great as it used to be yeah, yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was really good yeah. uh, for people who had like my skill sets mm -hmm. so that kind of enabled me to play around with the industry a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. no that's that's incredibly fire I think um so you, you're able to, to, to job hop. And like you mentioned, the industry, there definitely was a boom. Like there was a starting boom already around 2019 when the pandemic hit. It went crazy. Right. Uh, and people, especially people with your level of, of talents and skill were in crazy demand. Right. And so only makes sense. Yeah, definitely between 2020 and 2022, it was going crazy. It was crazy. And it definitely started to slow down 2020. Uh, it started to slow down in 2022 and then of course a lot of mass layoffs a lot of different companies hiring freezes now it's the 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 mass layoffs have like kind of quelled and calmed down and mm -hmm. now hiring is slowly starting to pick back up right but it's definitely at a point where people have to make sure they're putting work in to get those same type of opportunities and roles and so no it only makes sense that you were job hopping making those different moves i think that's really incredible uh, outside of that because there are people that are working in tech they want to start a business and or be a, a a tech influencer or tech influencer like yourself how have you been able to not just move to this country have to deal with some of the biases and things that you've been able to overcome but also have the confidence to start a business lead it be an, a brand influencer ambassador like like, where do you think you got, like, that confidence, that, that reassurance, and as well as that drive from? I think my parents. Um, I think my parents raised me and my siblings to just believe that we could do anything. That's dope. Right. Um, again, I think also the fact that uh, maybe I wasn't really raised here. Mm -hmm. um, also give me that ability to kind of explore. Like yeah. when I go here, I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? Like I want to, I want to experiment. You yeah. know, <laughs> I want to like try this and try that. Like I just wanted to try everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, I would always like, 
um, tried to make sure that I was doing things right, mm-hmm. like consult with people, um, get mentorship wherever I needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did a lot of exploration. I think that's what got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. Thinking about something or finding somebody who's doing something. I have a ton of mentors online mm-hmm. um, that kind of encourage me to like post content consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like say, oh my God, I love this and I want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just go for it. Yeah. Just experiment and then see where it leads me. That's yeah. That curiosity has just been pretty much what I've been doing. That is fire. Yeah. I love that so much. I mean, you've been doing a great job doing it, too. Thank you. Like a phenomenal job. <laughs> Thank you. So, look, we got to talk about this. Uh, we talk about, I talk often about the importance of uh, tech events, networking, all of that. And, I mean, it's a really beautiful thing. And so you have something coming up that we're going to talk about. And I really want to make sure that everybody knows about it. So the Connect Conference is coming up, specifically. Mm. I'm excited about that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited as well. And so I want to let people know about it, but it's like, yo, it's, you know way more about it than I do. So please tell our listeners about it and what can they expect and why should they attend? What you can expect is just a ton of like people in the industry, networking. We have a ton of speakers coming, um, people who already have experience. I'm talking 10 years and above, people who are more experienced than myself even are going to be there speaking. Um, I have a ton of founder friends yeah. who are also going to be there. So, oh, okay. So, yeah. so it's going to be a space not only for people who are looking to break into the industry, but for people who are in the industry and for people who are building things. Because right? yeah. I know, I've realized there are a ton of people in tech who are like building in silos. And yeah, I'm just trying to create a space where everybody can come together. Mm-hmm. We can bounce off each other's energy. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a ton of value in networking. We always talk about that. Yeah. And just grow together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much because, you know, there are a lot of people that have incredible ideas. And oftentimes they don't realize the other pieces that they're missing. Right. And I mean, even thinking about what you do. You know, you being a leader in the the data space and how I think about what we do, like whether we're talking tech as a new black or Octoply AI. And I think about how we've been able to accomplish certain pieces, but we are still lacking and hindered in terms of what we can do because we don't have a, a person that's able to not just look at our data, but is able to give us professional informed decisions based on that data right and so it's important for even myself to be in environments where i can like connect and talk to people like yourself so i can realize oh wow we don't have that in our business right you know what that could help my business this way and that way and so i think it's dope like you mentioned even for people that are already in tech or maybe they're not even in tech maybe they just have a business whether it's leveraging technology or not exactly for them to be at a space like that meet people and then realize oh you do what Wait, we don't even do that in our business. Right. That could probably help our business. Right. So things like that are in- incredibly dope. And, oh, man, I'm, I'm so excited for what it is that you're doing. Because like you mentioned, a lot of people are building things in silos and don't have something like that. Right, right. There's so much value, I think, in collaboration. Yeah. And competition is good, too. Yeah. But I think, like, there's so much more value in collaboration. Exactly. Um, and so we need to leverage more collaboration, especially as black people, as minorities. Yeah. We need yeah. to work together, you know, to get to that next level. Yeah. I love it so much. Abiri, 
So a lot of gems you were able to drop on us. Uh, I definitely want to make sure that people check out the conference that you're doing as well as we're going to make sure we leave your information, everything in the show notes, because y'all need to tap in with her, learn more about the data space, because it is a space that's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, it is a I don't want to say it's there's no such thing as some stuff being recession proof. Nevertheless, no, no thriving company is going to ever say, hey, we don't need our data team. There right. are new companies popping up every single day and all of those companies need data engineers data scientists analysts all of that and so uh, it's definitely a hot space to check out uh abiri before we wrap up i definitely want you to leave the people with any nuggets or gems that you feel in your heart that you want to share with them i would say nuggets or gems continue to develop yourself um yeah. don't stop i guess don't quit I think what has gotten me to this point has been like a ton of resilience. Yeah. I definitely have faced a ton of challenges, especially with, like I said, uh, being an immigrant in a mm -hmm. new country, having to, um, what's the word, uh, blend in, you yeah. know, and not look like an outlier all the time. Yeah. Um, so like there, there's so many challenges, but I improve and I just keep moving. So whoever's listening to this, if you're looking to break into the industry, you're looking to build whatever you're building. Yeah. Resilience is important. Like yes. fail, learn, and just continue going. 